0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the On The Brink podcast. I am doing a virtual podcast today with a very special guest who happens to be my sister. Um, This is my second oldest sister. I'm the oldest of four, so this is the second of four sisters, um, or of three, Um, and she is not able to be with me in person today because she is in school right now, which I will let her chat about in a moment. Um, So yeah, I'm really excited to have her on. We are going to chat about her path to where she is now. And like I said, I'm just going to let her sort of explain that. So welcome to the podcast, Sarah.
1: Um, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm Emily's favorite sister. Um, I taught her how to sing, so she's kind of forever in debt to me. Um, I go to school for music. And also, I'm in vet school as well. I do both.
0: Oh, right. Okay. So just to clarify, um, Sarah does not have any musical ability <laughs> and she is not in music school. She's only I've been in-, in several operas um, in my life. I think you're getting yourself confused with me. <laughs> yeah, that must be. must be i think sarah's always been very jealous of my singing abilities and jealous because i taught you that doesn't really make sense oh okay well (laughs) anyways doesn't matter because this is not a music podcast nor are we talking about music regardless even though you are not a musician um but what do you actually do i'm in veterinary school Anything else you'd like to share about yourself? Um, I have a
1: dog. His name is Skeeter. Um, If this was a video podcast, I could show him, but my picture will hopefully include him. Um, He's about eight months old, and he is a really good boy. He loves squirrels, and he also went to Harvard and writes poetry, he has a few poetry anthologies out, um, so check those out. They're on Amazon and Barnes and Noble online. And the name of that? Um, they're just called um, Skeeter's Poetry Anthologies One, Two, Three, and Four. He's working on the
0: fifth one now, as we speak. I see. Okay. Unfortunately, this podcast is not about Skeeter. Right. Um. But I'll, I'll let you give him a, a plug yeah, here. I'll I'll keep, I'll keep that yeah. in. I won't. I won't edit you out. That's but, his um, plug. Okay. So we know about Skeeter. We know about, uh, that's all we know about really. <laughs> and um, and uh, I, w- I would like to personally share that Sarah has um, a lot of pets. Yeah. But unfortunately she left them all <laughs> for my mom to take care
1: of. Um, actually, my mom won't let me take them to school she would be too sad she's told me um but actually i would take like to take a minute to um have everyone hold hands in prayer um one of my parakeets is actually in the throes of death emily i'm not sure if you've heard the news
0: (laughs) i saw him i saw him yesterday oh um i think he's having a foot problem mm -hmm. um well
1: he unfortunately i have a flat tire right now and i can't make it home But I'm worried that if I can't go, he might pass away and go to the other side to be back home with the Lord. So let's all just say a quick prayer for Jojo, because he is the better parakeet of the two that I do have.
0: Okay, so you have two parakeets. Yeah. And And two guinea pigs,
1: Reggie and Pablo. And... And then I have, I'm down to one hermit crab. I had four or five, but Sinbad, who is a survivor, did actually murder the rest. So he can't be with others anymore, and he's thriving being alone.
0: Okay. Even though I think they are social creatures. They are social creatures.
1: I'm sure you learned that from me. Um, However, Sinbad is clearly an anomaly and is... A murderous hermit crab.
0: (laughs) The last one remaining
1: murdered the rest. Yes. They all died at the same time except for him. Oh my. Yeah. And then he stole their shells to live in.
0: Definitely suspicious. Definitely something going on there. Definitely something going on. The
1: police were actually investigating for a little bit, but um, they didn't really find much Sinbad wasn't really talking they said they couldn't get him to talk
0: okay so that adds up so okay and then uh any other remaining pets that you'd like to share about um well Lenny is technically Molly's
1: bunny I guess even though I found Lenny
0: okay so um, a bunny
1: yeah no Skeeter and then Remy is obviously mine but
0: Remy he's is our family home. dog. Remy is the dog that my mom has. Our mom has, but it's not yours. He's not. Well, Remy and I have a bond unlike anybody else. Has. Oh. So he's my favorite sibling. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, but Skeeter is actually your dog. Skeeter is my child. I did give birth to him. That. That's. Not great. Okay. That is disturbing. Anyway, we're going to move along here. So um, first of all, first of all, you are in vet school and you just started. So why don't you tell my listeners a little bit about how you got to where you are now?
1: Sure. I would just like to mention that even though I did just start, Um, But school is so crazy that I actually just finished finals. So that is a little bit crazy. I know. I know. (laughs) Um, Finals for the semester? No, we're like
0: quarters. So like a midterm? No, I already had a midterm. Oh, okay. But we need to back up a little bit because no one knows anything about you. Um, Okay, so where do you want me to start? Okay. So I'll ask you this. Um, what, uh, when did you know that you wanted to pursue vet school or become a vet? Sure. Sure. I would say that I always wanted to be a vet.
1: I actually wanted to be a vet and a chef, which is like slightly ironic in a sense. Um, when you really think about it, um, And I don't know really why I want to be a vet. Nobody in our family likes animals, so it doesn't really make sense. Um, But I just always thought that that's what I was going to do. And then in high school, um, Skeeter's having a bad dream, I think. Um, He's crying (laughs) in his sleep. And then in high school, I really liked, like, history and English, and then the science classes were just, like, not really it for me. So I thought, okay, maybe that's not what I want to do. That's a lot of school. That's a lot of science and a lot of years to become a doctor. So I kind of, like, in high school, really just spent time, like, taking classes, like, AP English and just kind of enjoying those um, Cause I like to read and write and just kind of like learn about history. Um, and then I did take AP biology, which I enjoy, but I don't think my teacher was really <laughs> too great. I didn't really learn a lot. And I kind of had the thought that I was probably never going to take another biology class in my life. I was probably going to do like something with history or English in college. Um, I even thought like okay maybe psychology or something and then when I got to college um I didn't really know so I just kind of took a bunch of classes explored pretty much everything besides like math I just I already knew math was not in, in the realm of possibilities um but I took pretty much everything else even like an art history And even though like I liked those things, I couldn't really like see myself doing them as a career. And so then I said, okay, I'm just going to like go for, I'm going to take a science class. And I think I like was writing a history paper or something. And I called mom and I was like, you know how I always wanted to be a vet as, as a kid? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, I think I just have to go for it. There's really nothing else that I'm like seeing myself doing. Um, And it was kind of ironic because like a lot of my friends started out as like pre-med at school and they had already like decided that the science classes were too much and that it wasn't really right for them. So I was kind of like nervous if everyone else was saying it wasn't for them and they had always wanted to be a doctor, then it wasn't going to go well. But I figured I had to at least try. So I took the like intro bio classes and I really really enjoyed them and like it kind of all made sense to me and I realized like science was not too hard it just wasn't really being taught to me the way I needed it to be in high school and so once I started the intro classes I kind of said all right this is it I'm just going to go for it and then the rest of my time like even as the classes got harder they got cooler like I was able to take more like interesting class like evolution and it just kind of like made sense and made me realize that like I could do it and that that's really all
0: that I wanted to do okay so you did end up where you thought you would be initially
1: yeah when I was about four years old
0: (laughs) okay also I do want to clarify that um people in your family do enjoy animals no they don't Molly like hates dogs
1: um mom hates animals except for Lenny because he's a ball of fluff dad claims to like animals and then he gets scared of them Nora is like who knows we don't know (laughs) and you you probably just are like oh that's a cute puppy
0: well I love Remy so okay I I will say we did grow up with two
1: guinea pigs Yeah, who begged and begged and begged for those guinea pigs and who cared for them? Who cared for Kiki when she had scurvy and lost all of her teeth? You probably didn't even know she had scurvy. She did not have scurvy. Emily, I would come home from playing with the neighborhood children to syringe feed her her food. She had lost all of her teeth. And then they grew back eventually because I was... I think it's a normal
0: guinea pig problem. No,
1: no. Scurvy is caused by a vitamin C deficiency and... Um, she had it and we had to provide her with supplementation, him syringe feeder, because she couldn't eat her hard pellets due to her lack of teeth.
0: Oh my. Okay. Well, we, we all took care of our guinea pigs that ended up having really weird problems. And Kiki
1: actually died very suddenly with no cause. So.
0: So did Roxy? No, Roxy
1: had cancer. We did not know that. She had a huge ball patch. She had a tumor. And mom would not do ultrasounds on Roxy, so we never were able to provide her with chemotherapy.
0: Okay, well, I don't think that would have been an option, personally. (laughs) Do you want to front the money for that? Yeah, when I was 10, I was ready. Okay. Anyway, we did grow up with guinea pigs. We actually did not grow up with any other pets. Um, We didn't have cats. We didn't have dogs. We didn't have anything. Um, So it is interesting that you ended up in a field uh, surrounded by animals. Now you did ride horses as a child.
1: Yes, I, I did do that.
0: Um, so that could have been part of that.
1: Yeah, I think, but for like, I guess mom used to ride horses and she would kind of talk about it sometimes. So maybe that's why I wanted to get into it. I know I wanted to ride horses for a lot longer, like before I actually did. I think she made me wait until I was a little bit older But I don't ever really know why I wanted to. Like, I never really, it's not like we grew up around horses or anything. I don't know. God just said, this girl will love animals.
0: And now you have a lot of animals, um, some of which you neglect and some of which... I don't neglect them. Mom takes care of them. On your behalf? And someday it will be mine again. And you do live in a house full of animals, don't you?
1: There's a total of four dogs here. We have Skeeter, who's eight months. We have Elliot, who's about seven months, who is a lab mix, but we don't know exactly of what, because he's, like, gigantic. So probably, like, Great Dane or something. And then Mare is German Shepherd, and then Loomis is, like, a lab Catahoula mix. He's got a lot of things mm-hmm. in him. And
0: do the dogs all get along?
1: They are best friends. They run as a pack. Um, yeah. They're always playing and hanging out.
0: Okay. Well, that's good. You got lucky.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, um, I should also, I just figure my listeners don't know anything, so I have to kind of give some context. You did get your puppy right before moving to grad school, right before uh starting so how how has that been
1: um he is a really really good puppy in the sense that if I need to study for three hours straight he will just lay in my bed and nap like he doesn't do it like he just sleeps if he needs to be behind
0: you right now yeah this is what he does (laughs) Um, no one can see but he's lying on her bed
1: but he does have some separation anxiety problems that he did not have at our house that he did develop here um so that has been a journey due to the fact that I'm a student with no money and I have to pay to send to daycare every day (laughs) but um we're working on our recreate training because we have a new crate now and he seems to like it a lot better. And we are training and we're working on it and it is um, getting better. But otherwise, I would say for a puppy, he is a really good companion for me in vet school because he loves to snuggle. And he will give me the comfort I need when I need to cry about school. And then he cries with me.
0: I'm sure that's really helpful.
1: (laughs) He is like the biggest mama's boy in the world. What he likes to do is like, like I just went on a run and I was gone for like 35 minutes. And I came back, and his thing that he likes to do is to, like, grab on to my clothes. Like, he has to be as close as he possibly can to me. So he just, like, walks with me holding my clothes.
0: So, okay, so a new puppy, new school, all of that. I want to kind of back it up a little bit. We're not going in order at all. I don't know what this podcast is, but this is just sort of a mishmash of of thoughts here. Um, you talked a little bit about about college going from high school to college, and then we didn't really discuss the uh the in between years because there there were some, so you didn't go immediately from college to grad school, yeah, why don't you chat, why don't you discuss a little bit about um how that went?
1: um well, because it was my sophomore year that I like officially decided to do the pre-vet track, which, um, was a very difficult time due to the fact that I went to a very, very small school that doesn't actually have a pre-vet track. It was the pre-med track. And they basically, um, (laughs) I'm pretty much quoting my advisor on this. Um, what they said to me is that I was going to be a really good vet and they knew I was going to be fine. And don't worry too much about it because I said my favorite animal was a sloth. So that's about the help that I received. Um, I pretty much did everything on my own in regard to like figuring out what classes I had to take um, and like making sure I had all my like prereqs done because again, there were probably like two of us that were like interested in pursuing but Med. So it didn't really exist at my school. Um, so that was kind of tough just making sure that I had everything done. And then Unfortunately, there were more problems where I couldn't fit in a biochemistry class and just kind of because I started a little bit later, um, I was kind of going back and forth between applying my senior year. Usually if you want to go right after college, you have to apply your junior year, but I was already like not going to be able to do that. Um, So I was debating applying my senior year, which would mean I'd go like then a year later or whatever. Um, and I was pretty set on applying until I just kind of realized that there was a lot more that I wanted to learn and do before going to school. And I also like wanted to make a little bit more money and just like feel more confident in applying because, um, a lot of people don't know, but that school is very hard to get into. Um, it is a fact that it is harder to get into the med school. Just throwing that out there. Um, We love all doctors, though, and veterinarians are real doctors. I just want to make that clear. A lot of people don't think so. Um, But I just kind of decided that I wasn't going to apply, and I was just going to, like, take the gap year that I didn't initially want to take because I was like, I'll be too old. Um, But in the end, it definitely made more sense to take the time So I didn't apply then, I instead applied to a program at Brookfield Zoo, um, this big internship. And I also applied to one in Alaska actually, and I ended up getting both. And as much as I really wanted to go to Alaska and how great that would have been and cool, it definitely um, made more sense to stay home, And Brookfield Zoo is also like a really great zoo. So I ended up doing that internship and then that was like that entire summer. So unfortunately I was not making money doing that, but that was kind of like the big experience part that I was looking for, especially in like wildlife, because that's, um, what I want to do. And I, even though I had gone to, I studied abroad in Tanzania. So if you want to talk about that, we can probably talk for a couple of days about that. Um, But I knew from that that I wanted to do wildlife. But in terms of like actually caring for wildlife, I was looking for like more experience. So I did that with Brookfield. And then after Brookfield, I applied to a clinic by our house and I ended up getting that job as a vet tech, um, even though I I worked at a spay and neuter clinic, but I hadn't been like a full-on tech before. So started that and then basically that. Was like the solidifying factor of like medicine is what I wanna do because in wildlife, there's a lot of things you can do. I mean, I'm interested in conservation and all that, but that's all very different from actually being a doctor treating patients. So, working with Dr. Choi definitely like solidified that vet school was like what I wanted to do instead of maybe doing like a conservation medicine type of like master's or something. So that kind of gave me the confirmation I was looking for and that this is 100% what I want to do. And then I felt more confident in my application. So then I applied. And unfortunately, when you apply, like it's a whole like year long process. And then once you get in, it's like another year. So here I am, 80
0: years old and
1: we're in vet school now.
0: Eighty years old. Okay. Sarah yeah. loves to say that she's so old, but she's actually younger than me. So she's um she claims to be what twenty-two this year?
1: Yeah, I turned twenty-two last year.
0: I thought this year.
1: Well, I guess it was this year in the summer.
0: Yeah, it's still the summer was just a well, few Well like months my last ago. birthday. Okay, but you're actually twenty four, so Yeah. Just disclosing. So yeah, that's not very old. I think a lot of people go to vet and med school later. They do. They do. And
1: it was a realization on my part from college. I hated the fact that I am going to be what, like 28 or so, like by the time I graduate. But in reality, there are people in my class who are like 40. So yeah. So. Like, and also I don't think I would feel confident being a doctor at 22. Like, that's just, I needed to have the time on my own to make the money and to like actually get exposure because working with Dr. Choi, like she literally let me do so much. And that is like the most important thing is like the hands-on like learning.
0: So when you worked for Dr. Choi and you lived at home for two years, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you had this little like gap couple years and worked for the vet and you, I know you have some, some crazy stories from that time. So, uh, let's hear them. Um, Okay. Well,
1: one is kind of like, it is crazy, but it's like sad kind of, um, (laughs) well, we get a lot of, crazy people It's just there are a lot of crazy people in the world so that's just how it works um but I got a call from this man and long story short his dog had like stones or something and he needed to be on a special diet food which we carry at the clinic and he was saying to me he couldn't really remember what kind of food he was on like chewy.com which is like you can order prescription food. If you have a prescription, Um, we don't recommend Chewy because they have had recalls in the past. So everyone please beware. But anyways, he like couldn't remember the name or what kind of prescription food. So I got his records. I was figuring figuring out like what kind of crystals his dog had, um, what was going on. And he was telling me, oh, I think it's this food. And unfortunately it was not a food that we've ever prescribed to a patient before. She uses like a few that are like tried and true. So I was a little bit confused. I said, no, sir, I don't think that is what she prescribed. I'm looking at your file and it says this food. Um, and then he was just really confused, really, really confused. And I said, okay, sir. Like I was trying to explain it very, very like, Black and white, like this is what it is. Um, this is what your dog needs. And he was complaining about the price, even though Chewie has the food. So, either way, it was getting to be, he wasn't understanding. And then he got out of the blue, really upset, where he started to just scream at me saying, you don't know a single thing, lady. You don't know what you're doing. Why are you working there? Like he really was like screaming at me. And actually Molly was there. Molly was helping out that day. And I'm like a little bit shook, you know? So I'm like crying because this man is so nasty. And he says, put me on the phone with somebody who like knows what they're doing, blah, blah. And Kimmy was standing next to me. So I just said, Okay, sir. So I put him on hold. I gave him to Kimmy. And then Kimmy's on the phone and he's screaming at Kimmy. And Kimmy's saying the exact same thing that I am. And then he eventually hung up on Kimmy. And so, you know, we don't we, we were confused. We're like, okay, whatever. And it wasn't even like a long time client that like we knew super well. It was definitely some like older angry man. So we said, okay, whatever. Like if he tries to get this food from chewy, like they have to send us a fax and we will deny it because she did not prescribe that food. Well, then the next day, um, I get a call and it's this lady just like sobbing, sobbing. And she says, um, my brother just died today and I will be taking over his dog. And he needs a special prescription food. And I like, I need you to tell me what it is. And I need to go like, come pick it up right away. And I was like, who is the dog? But I already knew. And sure enough, like that man just like passed away the next morning. So like, that was really bizarre. Um, And like, we still to this day, like we don't know what happened. Like the, sister's really nice like really strange so I'm glad I was nice to him on the phone um I kept my composure even though he made me cry yeah and then we get people who aren't weird in the fact that they're like nasty I mean we get a lot of nasty people that's just how it is in men but there was a man who came in with his lady friend and they had this puppy. Um, they seemed to be a little bit rougher. You know, they were a little rough and tumble. They were, um, you know, swearing just kind of came in and made the scene. So I put them in the room and, you know, it was my job to like get a history of the animal. So I was talking to them about the puppy. I was saying, okay, like this is what we're going to do. These are the preventatives we're going to need. And, you know, we have a lot of posters, a lot of decorations, um, in the rooms and we have one that is like kind of 3d where it kind of protrudes. Like it's not just a flat poster. Um, and, you know, we, we pride ourselves in keeping a clean environment, but like those posters, like I'm not wiping the posters down every day. So this man, I'm talking to him and his wife and like, let me mention this man was definitely on like several drugs. He was not really able to stand. He was having a hard time, like making any sort of coherent sense. The lady kept like kicking him to like, wake him up. Cause he kept like passing away on the table. Like we don't really know. like <laughs> Passing away or passing out. <laughs> like both. Um, And so then I'm just going along and I'm trying to just like get through it. You know, these people, something wasn't quite right. But then all of a sudden he starts eating the poster and he's making these sounds and he's going. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> and he's literally like having a whole scene going nom, 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 to the poster and I didn't know what to do and the first thing that came out of my mouth was just sir those are not sanitary please don't do that <laughs> and then he kept doing it and the lady just let him do it so then I was just like okay I'll be back with the doctor and I just left so we really get some characters and then one time I won't really go into the details but one time I did accidentally let a homeless man use our bathroom facilities because I thought he was a client and he came in and I couldn't really understand him he had a very like low mumbly voice and he like needed me to cut open a bike lock, and I was confused why a client would be riding their bike with their pet to the clinic but you know we again we get all sorts of characters then he asked to use the restroom I guess I am kind of getting into it he did ask to use the restroom and I said okay sure it's right there Um, and then I just like there was a lot of noise like he was spraying all the air sprays, like, and then it was, like, 20 minutes had passed, and he was still in there, and so I made one of my coworkers knock and say, anybody in here, like, and then he didn't say anything, and then he eventually came out, and he had stuffed the toilet with, like, things, like, to the brim like not just like paper towels and toilet paper but like objects and like we couldn't unplug the toilet oh my so then dr Choi in her white coat was like plunging the toilet and yeah so that was bad on me um we now have a rule to not let outsiders use the toilet i didn't know he was an outsider so
0: (laughs) Oh my. Okay. So moral of the story is that you deal with crazier people than animals. Um,
1: Yes. Although we sure, we at the clinic don't really turn away any animals. We get a lot of dogs that people say, oh, this clinic said they were too aggressive. They couldn't do their nail trim. They had to state them, this and that. And you say, we'll figure it out and we'll get it done. And it is also all women. So
0: power to us. But you're not there anymore. Well, right, because and now there's a guy that works there. Okay, we true. Um
1: yeah, but we love we love him. So, that's fine. But yeah, I'm not there anymore, although when I went home, I did work.
0: Any crazy animal stories? Um
1: I mean, we get a lot of well, we get a lot of like really sweet, great cats and dogs um but we also see a lot of the flip side like we had a dog bit a four-year-old child and they decided to that they were going to keep the dog but you have to do a rabies observation if the dog is not up to date on rabies which it wasn't um and so we had to have this dog stay in the hospital for 10 days and this dog was the most aggressive dog we've ever seen we couldn't do anything so we literally had to like slide its food under the thing like we couldn't touch the dog if we like it I mean it was terrible and then we had to give it the rabies shot but we had to literally have the man like straddle the dog and do it so quick um yeah we get a lot of crazy dog like aggressive dogs for nail trims and we just get it done Um, yeah, we get kind of everything on the spectrum of the cutest puppies in the world to the craziest, most aggressive dogs and cats. And honestly, the cats scare me more because the cats, you don't know they're aggressive until you're already grabbing them pretty much. Um, And a lot of people are like, oh, my cat is so sweet. And then it literally tries to kill you. Um, so that's good.
0: I am not a cat. I'm not a fan of cats. We all know that. Yeah.
1: They tend to, they're not easy to deal with. Um, yeah, we kind of just see it all. I think the worst part is honestly the clients, which unfortunately for me, our clinic is very small and like very like family and personal oriented. So a lot of our clients are very like long time clients that are great and we love them. Um, But it also does make it harder. Like a lot of them have really old pets that we end up having to put down and it's kind of like you want to be there for them. And that's the best part is like knowing that you're there for them. And then, but then you have the hard part of like, you've known them for so long. So it's a very bittersweet career. Um, To me, it's worse having people come in who just don't want to pay the money to treat their pets. Putting down a pet is obviously one of the worst parts of the job, but we do it when it's in the pet's best interest. So that's kind of a different sadness than when people just don't want to treat their pets so it's a very bittersweet career
0: now do you have to choose a specialty like you want to work with the reptiles or you want to work with the dogs and cats or is it just like being a vet and working with all animals like do you have to choose a specialty
1: Um, most people I would say are planning to just go right in a general practice after they graduate, which is just small animals. So dogs, cats, um, some people will do like small pocket pets, guinea pigs, rabbits. Um, but like a lot of clinics that you go to are just dog and cat. So most people I'd say are planning to do that. And now you don't have to do like a residency. You can just graduate and go into being a vet. Um, there are specialties, of course, like if you are interested in oncology, if you're interested in like dentistry, stuff like that, internal medicine, um, you'll have to do like residencies and stuff to do that. You be a Um,
0: pet oncologist. Well, um, do dogs get cancer? Yeah, but I, how would I know that there's a specialist that you would take your pet to? There's it's like humans.
1: When you go to your general practice vet, they can diagnose, like, yeah, your dog has cancer, but they aren't going to be able to treat the cancer. You have to go to a specialist.
0: Or if, say... But that's probably, like, a very, like, tough medicine or something. Like, you have to go to, like, a very special kind of probably a very expensive place for things well if you know what
1: vca is there's vcas all over the place those are like specialized hospitals they have basically doctors from all sorts of specialties and also like there's like ophthalmologists that have their own practices and stuff like that um but those are like you need different tools you need different diagnostics like that has to be a specialty, just like in human medicine. So unfortunately, yes, they are quite expensive. Um, because most people don't have pet insurance, like people have health insurance, although pet insurance is a thing. And if you have like an older dog, it's definitely worth it. Um that's also part of the thing. People just complain all the time about vets stealing their money. Well, vets don't make a lot of money. Um It's not the vet's fault. Yeah, vets don't make what a human doctor makes. And a lot of people don't understand that. And so that is definitely like a problem in the veterinary field right now. But yes, there are specialties. Also, if you wanted to do like
0: exotics,
1: um, wildlife, zoo med, those are all things that are like quite difficult to get into,
0: very interesting. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I personally didn't know about all the specialties. Um, I mean, it makes sense, but I, I don't know how many people really know a lot of, about that. Maybe unless they really have a need for it. Yeah. I mean, I think
1: most of the time you start with your, your veterinarian that you see at least once a year. And if your dog has a lump or has something like you can always do, a biopsy like your general practice about can do that tumor removal surgery and send it off to a lab and buy and have it biopsied but like if it's cancer then the discussion has to go further and the client has to decide okay my dog is 15 am I gonna do chemotherapy or you know am I just gonna keep it happy and healthy until it's not and then we'll have to like there's a lot of different routes you can go but then if you are going to do the whole like cancer treatment you have to go further because your general practice vet is not going to have the tools for that
0: interesting yeah it it makes sense so yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. lot lot of information here, a lot of uh, crazy stories. Uh, I'm sure you will only have more stories to tell in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and sounds like so far so good with vet school. You haven't failed out yet.
1: Well, I don't have my scores back,
0: so oh, um,
1: oh never mind. Shouldn't say yeah, that. Shouldn't although say I think that. I did okay. Um, it was actually. The worst part was just the studying for it because we don't get like homework. All you do is like, I have class nine, a typical day is class nine to noon, break 12 to one, then one to four. So part of that time is like spent in anatomy lab. We've dissected an entire dog, cow, and horse. And then you just have to like keep up with all the lecture material because each lecture is like an hour and the slides are usually about like 80 slides per hour. So it's a lot of information and you just have to keep up with it because there's no homework or anything.
0: Man, but so far so good. You're still, I'm
1: still here. I haven't there yet.
0: Knock on some wood or something. Yeah. (laughs) Well, this has been a lot of fun. Um, It feels like the time went by very fast. And um, thank you for joining me on the podcast. Yeah. If
1: anyone who is listening wants to be a veterinarian, hit me up. We can talk. Um, Everyone come visit me. And I can show you what I'm doing over
0: here. You want to share where you are? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm at U of I. I don't know if you said that already or I don't or think not. I
1: did. Um, yeah, you just really can't beat the in-state tuition. And you know what? Let's just take a moment to reach out to the schools that wanted me to be in incredible amount of debt I'm just trying to do the Lord's work and save these animals. And let's just take a minute to remind Cornell and Tufts that when I'm famous, they won't be able to say that I went to their schools because I could not afford it.
0: Famous. Okay.
1: Yeah. When I'm like Dr. Pole.
0: I don't know who that is. You don't know who
1: Dr. Pole is? No. Oh my God. He's like this 80 year old man. He's on like, um, what's the channel animal planet or whatever. I don't know what channel he's on, but he is like 80 years old and he treats all animals in like the middle of Michigan. And he like goes and he just like, there'll be like this nasty big cow and he'll be like, all right, I'll figure it out. And he just like, is this frail skinny man. He just like puts his hand up their butt.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> like, it's yeah. No yep, fear. All right. That's great. I uh, don't have any interest in watching that after you've said that. He's but so great. I'll, I'll just trust you on that. Um, yeah, but everyone else should watch. Okay, so we'll, yeah, we'll recommend that. Um, and yeah, if anyone has any or needs any advice or whatever, you can uh, certainly reach out through me yes. or um, Sarah can put her uh we'll tag you on instagram so you can yes i definitely um, think that um
1: it was upsetting because i didn't really have somebody who like from my undergrad who went to vet school who i could ask questions to i definitely think it would have been helpful so if anybody needs any advice any help i am always willing
0: okay well we will we'll put your instagram out there or whatever and people can get in touch and yeah my
1: instagram is quite inactive okay maybe maybe not
0: anyway we'll figure it out it's fine um all right well thank you for being on and thank you everyone for listening and tune in next week for the next episode and skeeter says hello skeeter says and goodbye goodbye (laughs)